Welcome to The Rachel Kujip Show. I had the pleasure of chatting with my good friend and client, Hannah Michelati. Hannah Michelati is a public speaking and presentation coach that helps creative and corporate professionals speak with confidence, clarity, and authenticity. She specializes in helping you convert your natural talents into effective speaking skills so that you can finally persuade any audience and get the results you've always wanted from your presentations. And when she's not coaching clients, you can find her climbing mountains with her most amazing, gorgeous dog who I'm obsessed with, Maggie. We spoke about why determining your dream client is so important, how statistics and data can support you to make better business decisions, how content can help you build deep relationships with your clients quickly and her experience going through create content with confidence my signature program i hope you enjoy our conversation as much as i did So I would love for you, Hannah, to share a little bit more about you and why you started your business. Yes, definitely. I'm Hannah Michelotti. I always pronounce my last name just for everyone's benefit. It's a complicated Italian last name. I essentially graduated from college with a public speaking degree. I know that doesn't mean a whole lot the older you get, but for me, that was important. And after I got my degree, I graduated. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to do something that made a difference in people's lives. So I actually was a nanny in Belgium. That was my very first job. I did that for about six months. And after that, I spent 10 years working in corporate America. In every single role, I had to give public presentations, not only to employees at the same level that I worked at, but managers, executives, and in my final role to senior leadership. In fact, in most of my roles, I had to present to internal and external stakeholders. I had to present to people you know, involved in like boardroom settings all the way to people that we wanted to work with, companies that we wanted to bring on board. And I found what I was also doing in my spare time during lunch breaks, before work, after work, is I was helping people, coaching other people on how to improve their presentations because they'd either heard that I gave a great presentation or they had come to my presentation and they thought, I'd like to be able to present like she does because she's persuasive and she's getting results and she's getting the attention of senior leadership, which is helping move her through her career. So I started doing this kind of part-time public speaking coaching work. In the midst of all that, I was also coaching a team in Portland, Oregon, where I live, and I've been coaching them now for eight or nine years. They were having success. They were getting top results at the state level every single time we went to competition. So I thought, ooh, maybe there's something here. Maybe there's more to this that I can do. And lo and behold, I left corporate America and I went out on my own and I became a public speaking and presentation coach. And I love how you shared your experiences, how it was like a gradual thing and you like it finally all came together because I think a lot of people, when they start their businesses, they think they need to come up with like a new idea when often it's just like, oh, everyone's coming to me for this one thing, this thing that's just so simple to me and that I've always loved, obviously, because you, you know, did a whole degree in it and then building your business off from that. And I've always loved how you shared 
that story and how important public speaking is because it's just not a skill set that's taught, right? Like everyone knows they need to be able to communicate, to be persuasive, to be engaging, to be authentic as a leader, but no one's taught that in like college or high school or university, yet we're expected to have this as soon as we go out and start a business or to have our corporate job, right? I am smiling as I'm listening because yes, those are the exact words that I share with people and people either believe me because it's my job or they don't believe me because it is my job and they think I'm trying to sell them on something. But truly we graduate, we go into the working world and we're suddenly expected to be able to execute on this skill that no one has taught us or given us constructive feedback on or shown us how to do it effectively. So we turn to every Tom, Dick and Harry that we know, we look at leaders who may or may not present well. Side note, a lot of leaders actually struggle with their presentation skills and either they don't know it or they know it and they don't work on it. They start reading books. They go to Google, you know, the world's best source. They read Anything that they can, they ask their friends, they ask mom, mom says, you're amazing. And they just don't know how to develop the skill. They end up going through their working worlds and their working lives, either not improving it or letting it kind of fall by the wayside. But it's this skill that we're expected to suddenly have (laughs) kind of like a growth spurt and no one teaches us how to do it. And that's why I think so fascinating because if we look at business owners and the skill sets that they need, I would argue that this is definitely one of them. Like it's something that I teach, as you know, something that obviously the course create content with confidence goes into like, like learning what your leadership style is and leaning into that. And so I've, as someone who's done marketing communications and business, I kind of had all of that in my back of my head, exactly the same as you. But then was like, oh, no, like this again, this isn't a skill that you're just naturally born with because we think communication, oh, everyone can communicate, which is just, just just not true. And so I would love to hear as someone who's an amazing communicator, which you are, and you're so funny and so smart and so great at articulating yourself, hence your business uh, and Instagram handle, what were your biggest challenges starting your business? Was it still communication or it was, was it on numerous different things? Good question. Really quickly to double back. I love that you used the word, I think that you used effectively. So there's a way to run a business. There's a way to create content. There's a way to market. There's a way to public speak, public speak. There's a way to speak in public, but the E word is really critical, how to do it effectively. Anyone can do it, but it's the effectiveness. Answer your question though, challenges when I started out, I wanted to help everyone and anyone with their public speaking skills. And I still do. I'm a little bit of a bleeding heart. I love helping people. So I had a really hard time narrowing in on my niche. And I don't love to use that buzzword, but I will explain some specifics. I wanted to help high need individuals. So people that were in desperate need of public speaking skills. The first people that I thought of were people that run startups because typically startups are run by individuals who have great ideas, fantastic ideas. Uber was a startup. Away, is that the company? The, the, the uh, luggage company was a startup. So many, Google was a startup, 
But if you're not able to effectively communicate about it and speak about it in public, you will never land investors' money in your pocket for your business. So I started going to these conventions and shows where they had startups get on stage and pitch their business. They were pitching in five minutes or less. I watched a whole heck of a lot of terrible pitches and went up to these individuals and told them I had, they had wonderful ideas and that I'd love to help them craft a better story or tell a better story. That worked to a point. The problem with startups is that they are starting up quite literally. They do not have a lot of funding. They are seeking funding. I am seeking to get paid. So while they were a high need opportunity, they weren't exactly the market I was looking for. And I was kind of lost in who I wanted to work with specifically and how I was going to find them. That was probably the biggest challenge for me. I, I am chock-a-block full of ideas I have t- so many stories that come out of my ears, more ideas, but as far as narrowing in on who I'd like to work with specifically, that was really challenging for me. Yeah. And you're definitely not alone. I think, <clears throat> I think we all struggle when it comes to niching because I think a lot of what we're taught is incorrect. And I know um, we've talked about this you know, previously in some of the programs, how we're told which you did correctly. If you follow the advice, go find a group of people that really, really need you. But there is more to it, which I love that you openly shared. We also need to get paid, right? We need to eat. We have families to support, lives to live, businesses to run. And so if our clients, our dream clients aren't also able to pay us and are willing to invest money in our services and our products and programs right now, then they really aren't the dream client. Like we want people who are like, yes, here is my credit card. I'm invested. I'm willing to do the work. I'm super engaged. Give me all of the information and advice and guidance. And it's often really sad, isn't it? When we're like, I really want to help these people. I can see that they need my help, but they just won't pay me. And I I was there as well. I'll openly admit it with like not-for-profits and similarly startups because they have such amazing causes and things that really aligned with my values. But every time I went to work with them or try and communicate with them, I just came up against so many roadblocks. And the more that I invested in that, the more I felt that I had to keep investing because I'd already spent so much time and content and energy into it. And then I got myself into a really big client rut and a you know lousy marketing cycle, which I talk about a lot. So I'm so thankful like that you shared that. And so how did you find your way out? Like, how did you go, okay, I need to pivot. What was sort of the thought processes that you went through? And so maybe some of the mindset hurdles that you needed to overcome. Yes. So it was a combination of both mindset changes and the pandemic. The pandemic, I think was for some people, a great excuse to stop their business. It was probably also a very challenging time for their business. For me though, I realized that I had worked with people in the past in corporate America who presented online. You presented to a remote boss, you called into a meeting. Virtual presentations had been happening long before the pandemic started. They just happened 
all the time after the pandemic happened. The other shift that I had to make mentally was not whether or not my business will succeed or whether or not I will get clients or whether or not I will find the right people to work with. It was how, my favorite word, how will I find the right people to work with? How will I make this work? How will I be successful? What that does in your brain is it opens up different pathways. When you give yourself a yes or a no question, you have a 50% chance of shutting yourself down. If you ask, how is this possible? Really with anything in life, like how can I become a better runner? How can I get to the grocery store in under 30 minutes and get everything I need? You suddenly make pathways and connections for yourself that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of with a 50-50 mindset of yes or no. So I shifted to how will I find these people and how will I make this work? I dipped back into the well of corporate America because that's where I had come from, where I had seen success with in-person presentations. And lo and behold, the people that I used to work with, when I contacted them, they said, oh, yes. I remember you giving presentations. My team could use your help on their presentations, especially virtually, because virtually gets really funky with slides, which are things that we like to hide behind. And virtually, you want to shine as a presenter. You don't want to hide behind your slides, which can be the tendency. And you want to make sure that you still stand out when you're on a screen versus in person, which is what I was able to help people achieve. And that is how I found my way to my ideal clients who happen to be creative and corporate professionals. I love, first of all, the mindset advice that you gave that that's incredible. And you're so right. I think a lot of us, when, like I said, we get stuck in this cycle, we start asking us the, ourselves the question, how do I find clients when really, you know, something they teach and create content with confidence is how do I attract my dream clients. And a key part of that is actually looking where we already have networks, where we already feel really confident, where we already can get referrals. You know, we jump online and think we need to start everything from fresh when really we can build a really strong business foundations and a client base and sometimes even feel our client roster simply from our connections that we already have. And often they are in person, in real life, past connections. So I love that you shared that first of all. And secondly, I love that you decided to invest in that. So once realizing it, you decide to invest in that and actually go back to those connections and have the confidence to then present yourself and your services as a solution for them. Because I think a lot of people then get really awkward, right? Which is totally fair to be like, uh, hi there, used to work with you five years ago. Um, so yeah, I've got a business now. Would you like to work with me? I've always loved that about you, your confidence to just back yourself and to build those connections. Because I know that a lot of people listening and I've been there myself, that confidence to really back yourself is something that not everyone feels automatically when starting their business. So I would love for you to share, what do you think you've struggled with when it comes to content? Is there anything around like showing up or perhaps creating content or knowing what content to share? Like what have you found the most difficult now that you've got your niche that you know who you want to speak to? Actually, I remember when I had my speed bump with confidence, with confidence, excuse me, my speed bump with content that was 
I think it was two years ago. And that's when I found your course, Create Content with Confidence. Is that, am I saying that correctly? CWC? Yes. yes. Great. <laughs> I knew it was an acronym. I was completely directionless. I was putting fun things out. I was putting interesting things out. I was putting out videos. I didn't know what to put out. It's one of the great things about a seven Enneagram type, which is me. We're enthusiastic and we have ideas. One thing we struggle with is strategy, doubling down on a strategy, not getting swept away by our new ideas. I knew I needed a strategy and I knew that content needed a strategy. I just didn't know what the strategy could look like. So for me, the struggle really was, what is content marketing? A, what is an effective strategy for the work that I do? B, and C, what do I want to put out that feels good to me, that resonates with me? There are millions of people on the internet, on social media platforms, putting out content that's probably really similar to your business. You could be in marketing, you could be in sales, you could be in copywriting. There are millions of people that do what you do. How do you put out content that feels good for you and also is in your lane so it differentiates you from the other copywriters of the world? I teach people how to do this in a speaking setting, but I didn't know how to do it when it came to content. I didn't know what areas to focus on, who to write to, what to write, if I needed to be on video or making ridiculous carousels. It was, it was a black hole, clearly, because I am just spinning with all the problems. It was a black hole for me. What is content marketing? What is content? How do I do this? What should I be doing? I just knew I needed a strategy. And I love that you shared that because something that comes up for a lot of my clients and, you know, something that I always forget is that a content marketing strategy and what it is, isn't always clear for everyone. And you've actually summed it up perfectly because it is a strategy. It's the thinking behind all of the decisions you make about your content. Like you said, should I be on video? Should I be doing carousels? How do I create content that feels good to me? How do I create content that my dream clients are actually going to engage with and that will invite them to work with me. And again, this is not a skill that is taught. I have a background in it and I've been doing that my entire career. But again, that's something that I realized when coming into business, that this wasn't being taught to anyone. Yeah, everyone was expected to have it. And I could see it just like you could with public speaking. Like if you don't have a strategy, if you're not aware of the thought processes that need to go into creating content, you can get stuck on the content hamster wheel pretty damn quickly, get really, really burnt out, not have success, and then think that you're going to fail or that your business won't be successful or that you can't make this work. And you sit there thinking, well, I'm a expert and the people that I work with love me, but how do I bring all of that together to keep like working with people? And then all your time is focused on content and it's not on up leveling. It's not on getting more partnerships. It's not on building a beautiful and amazing transformation, you know, experiences for your clients It's just creating content. And even I've been there and I talk about that um, quite a lot because even I got stuck on that. And I was like, all I'm doing is creating content. Why? And even I have a background in this. It's so so easy to do. So what made you decide to actually enroll in Create Content with Confidence? You knew you needed a strategy, but why did you decide to do this program? The principle that I share all the time is that we buy people first 
then we buy their products and services second. For those of you that don't know, I met Rachel IRL in real life before the pandemic at a conference in the United States. Had I not met you, I probably would never have found your course. I would never have invested. But because I met you in person, I saw you in a workshop. I was able to get results from what I learned in your workshop. Then we went on a walk and got coffee and acai bowls, you know, details. I don't think I would have ever found it and I would have invested. So my advice to, I guess, people who are looking to get clients, dream clients or sales is that people need to invest in you first. They need to meet you or get a sense of who you are on the internet. They need to understand you. They need to have conversations with you. And then they will buy your products and services because we buy people first. My very first job in corporate America was in sales. I sold car insurance for cars. Yes, you already have car insurance to drive a car. I was selling you extra insurance. Why were you buying extra insurance on a rental car? Because you liked me. Because I asked you where you were going on vacation. Because I was super friendly with you. Because I remembered your children's names. We buy people and then we buy their products and services. So because I met you, saw results from your workshop, then looked at the content course and was like, oh my gosh, this is what I need. It all came together. It was a perfect triad. It was the Holy Trinity for purchasing for me. Oh, I love that you share that because it is so, you're so correct. Um, if I think about if I've enrolled in any services or programs or gone to anyone's workshop, it's because I've been following them for a while. I've loved their content. You're right. I've got some wins or I've learned something. They've made me think about something differently. I feel like I know them, which comes into the know, like, and trust factor that you hear all of us marketing peeps say, and I will keep saying it because it is grounded in psychology. It is true. It's not just a gimmick that we keep throwing out there. And you're right. If you can't establish that through your content, it's going to make it a lot harder to attract the right dream clients because you, you know, as you said, we met in real life and that was fantastic, but you cannot meet every single one of your clients in real life. And I think the pandemic has showed us that, that we need to find a smarter way and a more effective way to communicate. And a lot of times that is through content, through video, through posts, through reels, through podcast episodes, whatever it may be. And we talk about all of that inside create content with confidence, but if you're not able to clearly share who you are, who you help, why, and how you get them from point A to point B in that transformation, it's going to be really, really hard to find those clients, get them in working with you, get them results, and then for them to go out and talk about how amazing a program is and to keep getting clients. So I would love for you to share with us what were the biggest aha moments for you as you went through the program? You probably already know what I'm going to say because I've messaged you about it multiple times, but the content audit as someone who is an idea person, I probably identify extremely creatively. I need a lot of freedom. I need a lot of outdoor time for me to get down into the nitty gritty numbers can be very challenging. I am not necessarily a fan of facts and statistics. I'm a big stories person. However, I understand that you have to have a blend of stories, facts, statistics, and credibility when it comes to speaking. So doing the content audit was illuminating. Taking a look at every platform that I was on, 
tracking every single like, view, share, comment, and save for each platform, then doing a little bit of rudimentary math to get my engagement score and understanding where I was getting the highest engagement blew my mind. I was convinced that I had the highest engagement on my Instagram channel. In fact, I had the highest engagement on my YouTube channel, which I felt was dwindling and dying. And it's that classic case, I think, of a business owner who thinks, oh, this just isn't working. And I'm throwing my hands in the air in my bathroom. Oh, this just is not working. I'm going to abandon ship. When I was really doing the best on YouTube out of all of my platforms and my email list was actually doing pretty well as well. It was just mind blowing for me. I think the next piece that was super helpful for me was piecing together my leadership slash communication style and what that meant in my business, which leads me to the other piece that I found really helpful, which was linking your business goals to your content marketing goals. I think often we separate them. They just sit in two different ships in the harbor. We have business goals over here, which are lofty or tangible. And then we have content marketing goals, which are swimming somewhere over here, maybe in like a different universe even. And they have zero connection when if you do connect them, and it might take two to five steps to connect them. But once you connect them, it's this aha bridge of, oh, that's how I'm going to get to my goal, which you can hear in my voice. Ah, I was just relooking at them yesterday. I was, I was so excited. One of my huge goals is that I'd love to buy a cider farm in Normandy, France. And I was thinking about it the first time I wrote it down. How am I ever going to do that? And how in the world is the content that I put on the interwebs going to get me there? Well, it's kind of more of like a 10-step process and it's a five to 10-year plan. It's not going to happen in the next year for me. So understanding there's some realistic mapping that you need to do for yourself, when you put that into the equation, you're going to see light bulb moments like thousands of light bulbs lit up in your brain when you do it. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's what I took away from the course. Those are the biggest things for me. No, I love that you shared those. And many people have said the same thing. And I'll put my hand up and say that when I did this work for myself, because obviously I used to do it for my corporate clients. I used to do it in my nine to five. I was like, oh, now I like the mist is clearing. I can actually see the other side. I can see all of the steps that I need to take as opposed to like, oh, maybe I'll just jump on Instagram and do a stories because I feel inspired. And then three days later being like, oh, everyone's talking about carousels. Maybe I would just do one and see what happens. Oh my God. Like so many of us are doing that. And it makes sense again, because we're not sure what we should be looking at, what we should ignoring what we should be investing in. And I loved that you shared that in fact, your YouTube channel was what was going to really allow you to connect with your audience. And I think that makes sense. Um, for those of you that don't know, Hannah, she's amazing to watch. She's expressive. She's entertaining. She is funny. So I love your you know, written copy. Don't get me wrong, but you just come alive when I watch 
your like videos and your little snippets. So that makes absolute sense to me. But when we're doing it for ourselves, right, it's really hard to see that from our clients and our community's point of view. So you're right. We often go, oh, I don't like this or this is boring or I'm over it. And we don't do the analytics to prove why we should be changing direction, what we should be investing in. And I do also want to add here, like you want to create content that feels good to you, that feels fun. However, for a lot of my dream clients and a lot of people who do this program, they do realize that your business should be a place where you can be creative. And I love that you keep bringing up ideas and creativity. I love using my business for this too, but in the end, our business isn't our only creative outlet. And again, we use content as a way to express ourselves. But if it's not linked to our business goals, as you said, it ends up just being a platform for self-expression or for us to kind of, you know, ponder on life's big questions. But that's not actually going to be helpful for our clients, for our business or for our goals. And so sometimes we do have to create content or look at strategic ways to create content that may be do make us go, "Mm, I don't particularly love doing reels, but it works. Inside Create Content with Confidence, I teach you how to kind of tread that fine line between it feels good, it makes sense, and find other ways to express yourself within those guidelines. Because yeah, business isn't the only place for us to express our creativity. And we can go to two extremes, only strategic or only creative. And we do need to find somewhere in the middle. And I love that you shared that your, that the program has allowed you to add that strategy on top where you can still have fun, where it still works for you and it feels good, but it's actually moving you towards your goals. So I'd love for you to share with us, what are you most proud of in your business? What have you achieved that you just want to go tell everyone about? I felt a little bit like a deer in the headlights, but then it immediately came to me, which is something I teach people in public speaking. That's okay. You'll get there. It's the Michael Scott concept of sometimes I start sentences and I don't know where they're going and I just hope that I'll catch up to them or that I'll understand where we're going. It's totally fine. I just had one of those moments. Definitely my eight-week program called Present with Confidence. It takes every single process that I use with my one-on-one clients and it puts it in one place. The foundation of the work that I do with individuals is all based on you, the individual. And I know that sounds very out there and wooey. And yes, isn't everyone else doing the same thing? No, I actually mean we inventory your skills, strengths, interests, credibility, knowledge, and values, which makes it extremely personal to you. And we build on that. One of the secrets to public speaking is to speak to what you know, to speak to what you're talented at, to speak to what you're interested in. You know, Rachel, you're doing it right now. You're talking about content. You're talking about marketing strategies because you've been doing it for so many years of your life. You're interested in it. You're passionate about it and it's your business. So it becomes much easier to speak about it. And when people are finally able to wrap their heads around that and add that into a presentation, they come alive when they speak. And that is the coolest byproduct of what I'm proud of. So I'm proud that I've put together this program, but the byproduct is what I'm the most proud of is when I see my clients come alive and actually shine when they give presentations because they are using their talents and their skills in a presentation instead of like the example you were referencing. 
instead of making a reel because everyone's making reels. Nope. They're sticking to static photo posts because that works for them and that's their lane. And you should do that because you want to do what works for you. Yes. I will push you as a coach to go in one direction or another, but I will push you in a natural direction to get you to where you want to go. And by byproducts, I know that that's a very abstract term, but I have people that are constantly getting promoted, salary raises, they're getting direct reports added underneath them. They're getting huge amounts of praise from their managers when they were once told you're terrible at public speaking. And then they're having this growth underneath the surface that you don't necessarily see. And that's the cooler part. That's where they tell me, oh my gosh, Hannah, I feel good about speaking. I feel confident about speaking. I would call myself a great speaker now that I've worked with you. That is the most freaking rewarding thing that I have ever come across. And I think that's what's kept me doing what I'm doing is knowing that I am at the end of the day, I am helping people with one of the scariest things that they have ever done in their life. Yes. And as someone who's worked with you and knows how amazing your program is, I can vouch for that. And I know the people that Hannah's work with and the amazing results that Hannah's helped them get. It is amazing to go from, I'm like shaking and I'm sweaty. And I know that because I've been there because I do present quite often to getting up there and literally feeling so seen and heard and held and alive. That transformation is like absolutely incredible. And coming back to what we've been saying, this whole chat is that this isn't a skill that we naturally have. We think that some people have it, but it's just not true. It's a skill that we can all acquire. It's a skill that we can all build on. And it's such an important one for any part of your life from your business to work and just generally being able to communicate and articulate your boundaries to your partner, to be able to talk about issues that you care about with your friends over, you know, Friday night drinks, all of that, those skill sets are so important and you can learn those. And Hannah and I obviously are huge advocates for learning about those. So Hannah, why would you recommend that people enroll in Create Content with Confidence? The number one reason I would recommend it is regardless of whether or not you already have a strategy or you already have content marketing, A, I never think it's a bad idea to get a second opinion, but more importantly, B, Rachel's methods in both content and through TCFM, the creative freedom method, excuse my use of the acronym, have shown me that she knows what she's talking about and you will get the results that you're looking for. This isn't a get rich quick scheme. This isn't a one size fits all this will get you the results that you want through your content marketing. So whether or not you have content marketing, it will benefit you because it's either going to be a second gut check. And I promise you, you will make changes based on this gut check, or it will be your very first gut check like me that has you thinking, Oh my gosh, my YouTube channel. That's where it's at for me. The audit numbers they're they're like taxes. They don't lie. I think that would be the number one and number two reasons. And thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. These methods, the processes that I teach inside the programs and particularly create content with confidence are ones that I've used myself that I've used with corporate clients that I teach all around the world and that I teach to my clients and the results speak for themselves. You can 
adapt them to you and your business. It's not about taking a formula or, you know, only my templates and going out and using those. You are going to have to work a little hard, right, Hannah? Like I'm going to make your brain explode a few times. And everyone says that, and I'm open about that. It does take work, but this work, I promise you, if you do it now, it's going to keep serving you into the future. And again, it's a skill set that you can learn that is so crucial to the success of your business, both with tangible goals, such as income, getting clients and intangible, feeling confident to show up, to know what your leadership style is. So you can lean into it and you can say no to certain tactics or trends that you know just aren't going to serve you because that's where it's at, where you can focus down on what's working. You can ignore the rest and you can feel really confident and clear about what you need to do every time you sit down on your computer to create content, to work with your dream clients, to do sales strategies. Unfortunately, we can't hide away from that because we do need to do the work. Otherwise, it's just going to be hit and miss. And that's when we can get stuck. And like I said, the lousy client rut marketing cycle and start to really feel drained by our business. And I never want my clients and my community to feel drained by content. It just doesn't have to be that way. I think what your course offers is very similar to what my program offers. And it's this, it works as hard as you do. You can't just show up and be given a platter full of what you need to do. You actually have to do the work to make it happen, which I think for both of us is an indicator of an ideal client or a dream client is someone who actually wants to make it happen and is willing to show up and do the work. It's one of my favorite phrases. It will work as well as you work. You will get as much success and results as you put into it. Oh, I love that. I'm going to steal that. That is, yes, that is perfect. I'm going to use that as a key message. <laughs> and this is why I <laughs> hang out with you, Hannah. <laughs> so to wrap up, I would love for you to share with our listeners what you're working on or where that they can get the best speaking advice. Because I know people listening to this podcast are keen to show up and to really embrace their leadership style and stand in their space confidently. So where can they hang out with you? The best place to hang out with me, of course, would probably be my house, but I do not think my husband would love having everyone show up. So alternatively, you can find me on my two most popular social media handles, which are my YouTube channel. And that is Hannah Michelotti. I'll have Rachel spell that in the show notes because my last name is a mouthful. You can find me on Instagram. That's Articulate with Hannah. It's two H's. My name is a palindrome. You can also find me via my email subscriber list. That's where I give the best tips and tricks of the trade, the most helpful information because those that subscribe, I feel like are the most loyal individuals. So I want to pour into them because they've invested time and energy with me. As for what I'm working on, Right now, I am going through my eight-week program, Present With Confidence, and I am refilming videos, and I am adding videos, and I am also adding modules. I have added a module all about wedding toasts. I have added a module about eulogies. I have added a module about panelists. So if you're ever asked to be on a panel, whether it's in-person or virtual, and I have also added a module on interviews because I get asked very often, can you help me with interviewing? The shorter answer is kind of, (laughs) 
because I don't have formal training in it. I was never a recruiter. I don't want to give you advice as if I had that training, but I can certainly teach you what I know. Beyond that, I am filming a crap ton of videos for YouTube. I plan to put out a new video every single week throughout the end of the year. And I am opening up enrollment actually for my eight week program, Present with Confidence. It's where ultimately I will teach you how to transform your talents, your natural talents into public speaking skills. So you're no longer digging around on Google at one in the morning before you present thinking, how do I be persuasive? How do I present better? What are good public speaking skills? What should I include? I help you take the guesswork out of all of that by starting with what you are talented at and then adding processes, formulas, frameworks, and strategies to your presentations so you're never lost and you get the success and results that you've been looking for. Yes, and totally can vouch for this program. Like I said, I know people who've done work with Hannah and seeing the results. And as someone who does public speaking and have, I haven't really had any formal training, kind of winged it. I know Hannah knows her shit. Um, I'm always learning something new as well. Or I'm like, oh my God, I do that. There's actually a name for that. There's a reason why I do that. And then I can really focus in on that and make sure that my strategy or the way that I approach things is actually correct. Sometimes I think we do do things and it comes naturally to us, um, but we don't have a way to talk about it or define it or really look deeper into it. And so Hannah allows you to do that. So if you are thinking of wanting to present more, you know, speak on panels to do more podcast interviews, any partnerships, or even just show up and show your face and do live video and live training where, you know, you can't edit yourself afterwards, Highly recommend hanging out with Hannah, looking at YouTube channel and even looking into her program. Totally, totally worth it. So thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on the podcast, for sharing your story, your skill sets and why you decided to roll and create content with confidence. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me as a guest and thank you so much for creating such valuable content that is available to everyone worldwide. I would never have found you. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and you are in Melbourne, Australia. Did I get that right? Yes. Nope. I love how you put oh. an Australian accent to try and match that. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. And if listening to this conversation has piqued your interest about enrolling and create content with confidence, head on over to rachelkujab.com.au forward slash CCWC to learn more and enroll. This is the only time I'm running this program in 2021. So if you want my step-by-step process for showing up with confidence, posting, scroll, stopping content consistently and building a memorable brand online, then I'd love to support you inside the program. Having a content marketing strategy you actually use is what's going to get your client roster filled months in advance. So thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found what I've shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.